0: This is the MMA Takes, podcast MMA Takes Podcast, with your host, Brian Petrie. Brian Petrie. Uh, usually, I'm ecstatic to do the pickums. right? the pick, This is a pickum podcast. Usually, I'm ecstatic. For some reason, I'm not. And well, not really for some reason. I've been really busy this week. I'm on vacation next week from work. So of course, this week has to be complete shit. That's just the way it goes. And also, I don't feel good, right? T- tummy hurts, right? No COVID, no corona. Belly hurts for about three days now. Don't know what it is, right? Drinking a Coke. You know, that's that was the remedy when I was a kid. Drink a, drink a Coke. It helps your stomach. I'm drinking Pepto-Bismol like it's fucking water. Uh, belly's upset. So I'm hoping it's going to go away. And it's just, you know, because I'm pretty, I mean, I have IBS. I mean, uh, spoiler alert. So hopefully it's just me having a flare up. Um, if not, then you know a, a trip to the doctor might be, in, you know, might have to happen here soon. But earlier in the week I didn't have it. Earlier in the week, I mean, I can't believe I'm starting a podcast off talking about my fucking shits. But that's what we do here, baby. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Maybe not the doctor. I don't fucking know. We'll get through it. You know what I mean? We'll get through it. The worst part about it is, is I know we're in Corona, so I'm wa- already washing my hands double, and I'm going to the bathroom double now, so I'm washing my hands, you know, quadruple, and you know, it just they they get dry. I you I work with my hands for a living; they get dry. This is a picking podcast. We're gonna go over UFC Apex. I'm not really sure what they're calling it. UFC Vegas, UFC Apex. I, I don't know. I don't really know what it is. However, we're gonna go over it, and we're gonna pick you out some winners. Uh, I went over the card, um, extensively this week. I filled her out, filled her out. Uh, I got it all filled out. Uh, I'm confident, right? A lot of podcasts that do pickems, Anika Florian. Um, that's the only one I listen to. Others uh, on YouTube, and and uh, I, I I watch everybody's, right? No matter how big or how small. I'm watching you to either get better at my own game, so I don't steal your shtick. You know, you know, you, you gotta watch. And I'm not even to call it a competition because uh, even though I'm a competitive guy, I feel like the people who aren't making a ton of money in MMA, I think we need to be on each other's side. We need to have each other's back. Um, you know, because that's where that's what's gonna be fun. If I don't agree with you, you don't agree with me. Let's fucking do a show about it, right? I got a fucking hair on my microphone. I was tickling my nose. Where's that coming from? Oh, I had. I see it got it. Fuck you. Um, yeah. So a lot of people are picking chalk for this card. Uh, I don't know if I'm heavy chalk. I don't think I just said that. And I don't even have to. I mean, I didn't even look at my card yet. Uh, uh I mean, yeah, I mean, kind of, eh, Well, we'll get into it. First fight of the night. Chris Gutierrez, 14 and three and one. He is a minus one ten. Uh, pick him underdog, whatever you want to do it. Vince Morales. He's fighting Vince Morales. Nine and four minus one twenty. Uh, I think Vince Morales got fucking screwed his last time out. I thought he beat Benito Lopez. Uh, it was a very close fight. Uh, I thought, in my opinion, I think Lopez won a unanimous decision, which I think is a little crazy. Gutierrez is a guy I, I haven't been overly impressed with. Uh, he has good stand up, good striking. I believe he's a Colorado guy. Um, that co- even if he's not Team Elevation, even if he's not you know any of those Colorado, they're hot right now. The Colorado is is a hot bet for me. Vince Morales. I think he's at Alpha Male, but I think I know he's from Oregon. I think he's at Alpha Male, or he might be uh, with Austin Vanderford and Paige Van Zandt up there in Oregon. They have a that little camp. Ricky Simone's up there as well. With that being said, you, you know Vince Morales, in my opinion, has more ways to win. Right, Gutierrez is kind of a one trick pony. I think he's decently well rounded, but I do think Vince Morales, who dropped Benito Lopez several times in the fight, I think he 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 hits hard. He hits, you know, he has power. He can uh, also wrestle a little bit, and uh, I see him. If he wants to win this fight, I think he has to mix it up and really put it all together on Gutierrez, and I think he can do that. Only problem is, is his cardio isn't you know great. How short notice of a fight was this? I don't know. You know, um, This is a really tough fight to pick right off the bat at 145. I'm going to go Vince Morales, so I'm going to go. I think he has just enough tools to win, power, uh, mixing with his wrestling. I think uh, it's going to be a problem for Gutierrez, but Gutierrez can come out in surprise. I don't know. Enough about him to really think he's going to surprise me, but I have seen Vince Morales fight. He's fought the better competition in the UFC. He's been up and down uh, all over the UFC, so uh, I like Vince Morales in this fight. Next up, Case Kenny, 2 one. Uh, every time I talk about Casey Kenny, I just don't say Casey or I just don't say Kenny. I say Casey Kenny. Uh, it, it's it's just a fun name to say. I think I grew up with somebody with the last name Kenny, so it was really fun just to be like you know, let's just say his name is Kenny. 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 Ken. Uh, I didn't talk like that when I was a kid, but you know, it is what it is. All right, Casey Kenny, thirteen to two and one. He is a minus two eighty five favorite. He's fighting Louis Smoka, who is sixteen and six, plus two twenty five underdog. Um, I like Casey Kenny big here. I mean, I'm not going to bury the lead on you guys. Casey Kenny big. I think um, grappling, and cardio and pace are is going to be a problem. Louis Smoka is really good off his back. I know that, but. Casey Kenny has fought great guys off his back. Roval, uh excuse me, Brandon Roval, who's the next fight, really tricky off his back. He also uh has a one over Manny Bermudez, who's great off his back. I know he's not in the UFC anymore, but he's also huge. Casey Kenny, I think, probably is a 125er, if we're being honest with you. He just maybe not want to cut that weight. This is, a, this is a good fight for Casey I He's he coming off his loss to Marab, who was just a really bad matchup for him. Marab is just such a killer with the cardio and the grappling and, and just everything. It's it, it's really hard to prepare for a guy like that, especially when that's your skill set as well. Marab just proved to have the better skill set. Um, I see him taking it to Luis. I see him winning every round. This could be a 10-8 fight. Uh, a three 10-8. Uh Luis, I think, is tricky off his back, and he's long and he, and he could maybe cause some problems on the feet. But I just don't know if he has huge knockout power to really put Casey Kennyway, who is definitely a, a workhorse in there. I see Casey winning big here. Minus 285. Um, you could touch it. I mean, I'm really confident this pick. This would almost be my lock in the night. But I I, I have someone else in mind lock of the night. You know me. I always do locks in the night that are – uh, you're gonna win some money. Like I could easily go, oh Mackenzie Dern is a minus 400. She's my lock in the night. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking cheap you, okay? If you listen to my podcast, which is free, ad free as well, I'm gonna give you the best bets. I'm gonna give you the best picks, and I'm not gonna give you, you know, oh bet all your money on Casey Kenny at minus 285. Yeah, that's easy for this anyone to say, um, but I do agree that if you do have a good bankroll and you want to start, you know, fluffing it up a little bit, Case Kenny is a solid bet. He would be one of my locks, but I have another guy in mind. All right, next up, Tim Elliott, 15 and 10 and 1. He's a minus 165 favorite. He's fighting Brandon Roval, who is 10 and 4. He's a plus 140 underdog. This fight broke my brain a little bit. This was the last fight I selected here uh, throughout the card. Roval is, you know, I, I feel like he should be like six two. He seems really lanky. Long arms, long, skinny body. You know, he's not, his body isn't nothing to write home about, but he's the same height as Tim, uh, Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott's an awkward body type, 4, 125, but he's also kind of jacked a little bit. He's an awkward fighter, right? He's coming off two back-to-back losses. His last time, asker Asked Off, the deaf guy, dropped him bad in that first round. He did an interview saying he doesn't remember the fucking fight. Uh, which is scary, which is which is kind of a scary thing. But Roval, short notice fight for him, but probably Tim Elliott as well. I think all these are short notice fights with uh, with what's going on. Roval, really good off his back though, good arm bars, good triangles. He is super super active off his back. My biggest complaint with Tim Elliott is I feel like sometimes he just he's a little lackadaisical. He's never he's not the guy that fought Demetrius Johnson. He's not not that Tim Elliott that fought Demetrius Johnson every time he fights. He gets caught sometimes in stupid things with punches or with submissions. I think his submission defense is overall pretty good. Um, But Roval is really slick off his back. The only issue I have is I've seen a pattern in the past with guys that fight like Roval who are very okay with giving up a takedown. I'm going to work off my back. I'm slick off my back. His stand up's okay. It's not crazy power. He's he seems long, but I know they're the same height. He seems long. He throws a good left hand. Uh, his kicks are okay, but other than that, he really likes just giving up, giving up takedowns. You want to shoot on me? Cool. I'll play off my back, and he's very good at that. But he's very good at that at that level. When you get to the UFC, and I think this is a big fight for him at the you know Tim Elliott's no punk at 125. He's a veteran. He's fought everybody. Um, this is going to be a real test of, of his skills. I think Robal maybe thinks that all he needs is his, is his, um, ground game. And I feel like he's going to get proven that that's not all what it takes. Now he could be lights out off his back, right? I've seen him. He's very good off his back, but again, I'm comparing it to the competition that he has fought. Uh, he did fight Casey Kenny lost to Casey Kenny by decision. Um, so that's a very good fight. I mean, he comes from the LFA, which is a great organization, but, I'm going to go with Tim Elliott. I really hated the pulling this trigger. I wanted to go Robo. I wanted to go underdog for you guys, but I just you know I, I I I can't ignore my brain. I think Tim Elliott's kind of funky, kind of wild in there. He's coming off two losses. His back's against the wall. I think I believe he, I believe he's like one of the team captains over there in that that Kansas City St. Louis squad. So I think a lot of pressures on his shoulders right now. I think he's going to come out. I think he's going to perform. I think he's going to try to keep this fight to the feet. Take it down when he wants to. Beat him up on the ground a little bit when Roval maybe gets tired. Uh, I see Tim Lalea win this fight. Let me take a drink here, boys. Drink button. Drinking my medicine. Drinking my medicine. Okay, next fight. This fight, actually, you know what? I want to talk to you real quick. I should have probably started this at the top of the show. Uh, this We're not going to do a YouTube pick for this fight. Um... I've been doing YouTube picks. Follow me on YouTube, everybody. I have a great interview with Chris Curtis up there. Not, not many people have, have watched it. I'm doing a horrible job of promoting it. We might be hard to find if, because we don't have many subscribers. So go to MMA takes podcast on Twitter. Go to MMA takes podcast on um, Instagram links in the bio on Instagram uh, link. I believe I have it. Uh, the very first tweet, the pin tweet is going to be the, uh, the YouTube channel. So go, Subscribe to the YouTube. I like doing video. I'm starting to get better at it. I, I have more ideas coming. The interview with Chris Curtis. If you haven't listened to it yet, go watch that on YouTube. It's a great interview. Good guy. We got him some good things. Uh, it was a fun interview. But YouTube pick of the week. This would be my YouTube pick of the week. Essentially, uh, the Jamal hilvers kissing a brew. Problem is, is typical Brian fashion. I went. You know, I've been killing it gambling lately. I've been. I, I, you know, I've accumulated. Uh, some good funds and I went and bought a camera. I want to I want to record the podcast. I want to really charge the uh the YouTube up. You know, that's kinda every podcast basically has a video now and everyone loves the video features and, and I want to do more with the YouTube and just, you know, I, I plan on training again. So getting back into that and just daily vlogging. Yada yada, yada. So I bought this camera, very expensive camera, very nice camera. I had it for 10 days. and it was good. It was nice. There's nothing wrong with it, right? I hadn't really dove into it as as extensively as I want. Um and then of course I, I I follow this guy on YouTube, Potato Jet, shout out Potato Jet on YouTube, go subscribe. He's he's a camera, YouTube reviewer, whatever. Sony, which I, a camera I bought was a Sony. I love Sony products. They released a new camera. And it basically, everything the camera that I just bought didn't have that I wish it had, this camera had, right? So I returned it because I had to return the camera within 10 days. The day I saw the video, I pre-ordered the new camera. That was the 10th day. I went and returned it to uh, to the place I bought it. And that's a whole nother fucking thing. This guy was... Uh... So when I went in there, it's like me going into a record shop or going into a video game store. I'm, I'm a phony, right? I go in this camera store to buy this camera. This guy knew I was a phony. He's like, this fucking guy judged me the minute I walked in there. Well, I walked back in there to return it and he probably was like, I fucking knew this guy. He I mean, you a thousand bucks or whatever coming back to me. So he was fucking probably not too, not too happy about that. But fuck that guy. I, the camera store is great. They're a local place. But fuck that guy. Um. yeah, so this camera, I bought this camera, it's funny because I always get hyped, I always get wrapped up in the fucking, you know, what's the best and this and that, and you got these guys on YouTube going, well, this camera's pretty good, but it's only a 1.8 aperture, so if you want to go bird shooting and, and film birds, the, the wings will be a little blurry, but, but, but shut the fuck up, I don't care about that I'm putting the camera on a tripod I'm shooting myself, this camera's supposed to be very small, um, I, you know, it's supposed to ship to me June 11th, so we're gonna be down on the video front until then probably because I you know, I, I could use my phone which I might, I might put a video up on my phone, uh, uh, just maybe a quick little one. It's just so hard getting things from my phone to the computer to edit, and it's just, I don't want to bore you with all the details, but we're taking a pause on the YouTube clip of the week. I do think next week UFC 250, since Devin and I do that via via the Skype and stuff, I'll record that and I'll put that out as a YouTube pick of the week. But right now, this will be my YouTube pick of the week, and it also happens to be my motherfucking mortal lock of the week. Jamal Hill, 7-0, and he is a minus 140 favorite. He's fighting Kilson and Brew is 15 and four. He's a plus 110 underdog. Jamal Hill is going to be my absolute fucking mortal lock. Let that sink in for you boys. Jamal Hill, tall guy, lanky guy coming from the tender series. Look good against Darko Stasiak. Ground game, big question mark, but he's got a fucking piston of a left hand. He is not shy to throw that left hand. It is crisp. It is clean. His striking all around is pretty good. His kicks are all right. His right hook's pretty good. Takes a shot well. Darko landing some big shots on him. Um, He he takes it pretty well. Kissing a brew, good striking, good stand-up. Not the cleanest in the world. I feel like he's going to go for takedowns here. Um, A lot of people like Kilson as an underdog play here because they think he can take Jamal Hill down. Wrestle, fuck him, um, and that'll be it. Possibly, it could possibly happen. I just think Jamal Hill's a little more dynamic on the feet. I do think that, you know, he's in that small camp in Michigan. Darko took him down the first fight uh, or his only fight in the UFC. Look good on the contender series as well. I feel like he's probably worked on that a little bit. I would imagine he has to. I like him as aggressive as he is. He comes forward, he throws that left hand, kills in a tough guy. Uh, his nickname's like the Russian Killer, and he's got two losses to Russians in the UFC already, which is not a good look. Uh, maybe change your fucking nickname, guy. But I do like Jamal Hill in this fight big. I think he's that that left hand's gonna be a problem for Kiltson. I think his angles, I think his speed, I think his kicks are gonna be a problem for Kiltson. Kiltson, the only way he's gonna win this fight is if you just wrestle fucks him and, and tires out Jamal Hill, which very well possibly could happen. But a brew isn't a cardio machine. I don't think his grappling is world class. I mean, it could be but I don't think it is. I definitely don't think his wrestling's world class. His submissions may be world class, but I see Jamal Hill just having that confidence. He's got that swagger, you know, throwing that left hand, throwing those kicks, and 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 possibly could finish this fight. I, I, I'm not gonna put this as my send home, but. Uh, I do like Jamal Hill Big in this fight. All right, next up, Daniel Rodriguez, who's 11 and one. He's fighting Gabriel Green. Rodriguez is a minus 290 favorite. Green is a plus 230 underdog. Gabriel Green took this fight like on like four days' notice. Literally late replacement. Kevin Holland blew out his shoulder or something. Couldn't fight. Shame because Kevin Holland was gonna do one of the quickest turnarounds in all of MMA, which is which is fun. Fight at 170, fought at 185 14 days ago, two weeks ago. And then he was going to fight at 170, um, which I love. I love. I love guys. I want to fight and everything like that. Dan Rodriguez proved he's no punk. He came in and stopped Tim Means. Dominated Tim Means was a huge underdog. Rodriguez 11 and one. To me, he wasn't super impressive on video before I watched him. The Tim Means. He's very impressive in the Tim Means fight. Trains with Joe Schilling in California. I think he's. I don't know if he's a NorCal guy, if he's like a Diaz Brothers guy, or if, or if he's a Southern California guy, but I know he's somewhere. I know he's like a Joe Sandling product. Um, good striking, good submissions. He tapped out 10 means last time out. Gabriel Green's a guy. He's 9 and 2, taking on short notice. I believe he's fought at 55 before, so he's probably going to be a little undersized. He's kill or be killed, right? You know, he's 9 and 2, all those by finish. Either he's been finished or he's finished the guys. believe he's fought on Bellator. I think Jalen Turner knocked him out at Bellator. If I'm if I'm correct, Jalen Tony fights in the UFC. Yeah, Jalen Turner knocked him out in Bellator. So he's his two losses are by TKO. Uh Daniel Rodriguez does have good hands, good kickboxing, pretty well rounded. This is gonna be send him home. Him. Send him home early. Send him home early, Daniel Rodriguez. Uh I know that's a beefy line, minus 290. Get the props. Get the whatever. If you have live betting in your state, if you can sit at home and and bet on your couch, I live bet every round that is going to get finished. I think Daniel Rodriguez is probably going to go out there and finish Gabriel Green. I think Gabriel Green's going to come out heavy and hot. He has nothing to lose in that first couple minutes, and he could catch Rodriguez. I think Rodriguez probably knows that, and Rodriguez, I think, will be more dangerous as the fight goes on. So, Daniel Rodriguez, send him home. Prop bet that. I haven't looked at the props myself yet. I will probably definitely look at that bet. The props come Saturday, but minus 290 is just a little beefy. But I do, I'm very confident in that fight. All right, next up, Caitlin Chikagian, minus or excuse me, plus 115, underdog. She is 13 and three. She is fighting Antonio Antonio Antonia Antonia Antonia. Why can't I pronounce her name? Shevchenko, who is I can pronounce her fucking last name, eight and one, minus 145 favorite. This fight. Another really hard fight, right? Everyone's like, why is Chikage in the underdog when you know she just fought for the title? Well, because she fought Shiteko's sister. So you got to figure those girls are inseparable. I'm pretty sure they all bang the same dude. Um, like, you know, like, oh, you want to fuck my sister? You got to fuck me. Uh, guarantee that's how it happens. Uh, Shevchenko though, obviously probably mimic Chukagian in training. Shevchenko is a good striker. I know she got kind of embarrassed by, uh, not embarrassed, but she got dominated by Roxanne Montefiore after coming off a big win every extended series, having that last name, you have it on the pressure. She's two on the UFC, not a crazy thing, but the thing with Kate and Ch- Chukagian though, is if this fight goes to decision, she's probably going to win. She does that tennis. Ah! Ah, every time she punches she doesn't have a lot of power on her punches she moves really well though she's with mark henry up there in in, in the jersey area but yeah she she's a tough out right so chenko look great against her this could be a very very close fight this is probably not going to be a bettable fight unless you're a fucking wild man but i'm gonna take a chick oh no i'm gonna take a shake as his underdog but it is a risky business bet that's risky business, baby. I didn't mean to play that. I was gonna save that for later, but fuck it, we'll play it. Why not? Chikagian, to me is just got out pointer here. Subchenko, um is a good striker, but I think she lacks a lot on the ground. I think Chikagin's gonna probably work around that. Maybe strike with her for the first couple you know rounds or whatever, be very close, and then maybe take the fight over to the ground. I don't really know. I'm not super excited about this fight. I don't really think either girl is elite elite i don't get i don't get excited for either of these girls when they fight uh, i'll just be completely honest with you but speaking about excited um for numerous reasons the next fight Mackenzie dern dog call me sexist call me whatever you want i know i'm supposed to be a professional but i'm not a professional i don't get paid for this shit i can say whatever I want. good lord mckenzie Dern. My minus 400 favorite, she is seven and one. She's, Hannah fading. She's fighting Hannah Cypher, who's 10 and four, is a plus 300. And I'm going to say this before I pick this fight, obviously. I'm picking Mackenzie Dern for numerous reasons, but do not bet this fight under circumstances. I see a lot of people betting the props. There's like a crazy prop that Mackenzie Dern will win by submission in the first round by like plus 750. Yeah, bet the props. Do not touch the finish in this fight, do not touch anything. This is way too high. This is just dangerous territory. It's a female fight. You know, anything could fucking happen. Mackenzie Dern is the hottest female fighter to ever walk the earth. And yes, I'm talking to you. Fucking, why did I just completely blanked on her name? The fuck, what? I had it. The hottest. The very first one who's now a fucking actor. Why can't I remember her name? Oh, my God. I am so embarrassed. Anyway, Mackenzie Dern is hotter than her. Listen, Mackenzie Dern, I hope, after her last fight against Manny Hibas, who's no punk, by the way. Manny Hibas is an elite, elite fighter. Hopefully, she worked on her wrestling, right? Everyone's like, oh, work on your striking, work on this. Yeah, sure, work on your striking, but also work on your wrestling. Her wrestling for Manny Hibas looked terrible. She had no takedowns whatsoever. I know she's from Jiu-Jitsu, and a lot of Jiu-Jitsu people are too proud to work on wrestling because they think Jiu-Jitsu is superior, Sure, that's fine. Mackenzie Dern's world-class on the ground, right? But you got to work on your takedowns so you can get the fight to the fucking ground because your grappling takedowns are dog shit. Hannah Cyphers got taken down by Angela Hill and got dominated. I think that's why this line the way it is. If Mackenzie Dern can get this fight to the ground, it's going to be a wrap. Mackenzie Dern is lights out on the ground with submissions, um, but you know she's got to get it there first, right? Can she get it there? Hopefully she's working on her wrestling. I know everyone wants to work on her striking. Sure, work on her striking as well, but Mackenzie Dern's a scrappy, scrappy girl. Um, I see this fight. Uh, hopefully Mackenzie Dern taking it down and submitting her. That's what I want. Alright, next up, Rosie Roberts, Roosevelt Roberts, who is 9 1 he's a minus 350 favorite he's fighting brock weaver 15 and 4 he's a plus 265 underdog and boo, 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 boo. risky risky business bet here i'm taking brock weaver as the underdog here not my underdog lock but i'm taking his underdog i know he's a big underdog when i break down this fight when i think about this fight i think of roosevelt roberts losing the vince pachelle and it puts a sour taste in my mouth cause Vince Patel is, is, is trash, right? I mean, Vince from hell, Bachel, like that guy, I mean, okay, cool, cool buddy. Right. Yeah. Do you listen to rock music? I'm sure you do. Fuck off. Um, but Roosevelt Roberts is an, is a, is a talented dude, but that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. He also shaved his dreads off. He has short hair now, which again, uh, leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Brock Weaver, I you know, supposed to come on the podcast, kind of ghosted us, you know, Maybe not such a good guy because apparently there's alleged dog fighting in there. I don't fucking know. Um, I went back and watched the contender series fight. And obviously is his UFC debut where he got illegal DQ need and won. However, he was getting he was do- getting dominant. And I fight against a guy who is uh, very average in Vargas. Uh, but Brock Weaver fought a highly touted guy in the contender series. Dylan Smith, who a lot of people like. Or Devin Smith, excuse me. Devin Smith, who a lot of people liked. And, uh, basically Weaver just stopped takedowns the whole time and, and uses cardio when that fight, if he didn't have cardio, he would have lost that fight. I rewatched that fight. Wasn't overly impressed, um, with his performance. I was more impressed with his post fight. I fell in love with the post fight. I do that. Sometimes I get memorized by guys who are witty and funny, who are characters, you know, my eyes light up, you know, that's what happens to me. Okay. That's what fucking happens to me. I'm a market. I fall for marketing guys. Okay. I'm a susceptible level seven, um, but with that being said, I do think Brock Weaver matches up well with Roosevelt Roberts. I think Brock Weaver is hard to take down. I think Roosevelt Roberts is pretty good. He's a good south pole. Throws good punches, but not big punches. Weaver doesn't have the craziest knockout in the world, but has a good chin. He will stand there and box. Roosevelt is going to mix it up a little well. I think he's going to be faster than Brock Brock is obviously doesn't have the best office ground uh, office back game. Uh, his, his submissions, his jiu-jitsu is not world class. I do think his takedown defense is pretty good. Um, you got to imagine this is going to be a short notice fight for both guys. See what kind of level they're in, what kind of shape they're in. Roosevelt Roberts has slowed down before. Brock Weaver does have some good cardio. I see this fight being a tail two fights. I see it, it starting off fast Roberts in the with Roberts and then ending with Brock, and I think it really depends on how the judges see that. I'm going to bet, because I'm a gambling man, I'm going to bet that they're going to see it for Brock Weaver at plus 265. That's a crazy line. I don't think Roosevelt Roberts has earned minus 350 over a tough, durable guy like Brock Weaver. Um, so I'm going to go with Brock Weaver. That's my reasoning. I'm not super confident. It would be my lock in the night. If I was that confident, obviously I'm not. But you got to take some underdog shots. I think this is a really good one to take. I do think they're easily league match. So we're going to go there. All righty. Billy Q. Billy Quarantillo is 13-2. He's fighting Spike Carlisle. And boys, do you like dogs? Dags. Dags. Yeah, dags. Do you like dogs? Oh, uh, dogs. Sure. I like dags. MMA takes... Under the lock of the night. Spike Carlisle. This is a guy who, when he made his UFC debut versus Elon Cruz, I was all over Elon Cruz. I bet Elon Cruz. Um, I wasn't overly blown away with Spike Carlisle's record or, or his film or anything like that. But he goes in there and does what he does with with uh, Elon Cruz with the confidence and the power and everything like that. I was really impressed. Billy Q's a different animal, though. Billy Quarantillo, good striker, good submissions. All Overall, really well-rounded. Trains out of that camp. I believe in Tampa with Matt Favola, but does go up to Long Island with uh with the Sarah Longa boys, is really well-rounded. Easily this could be a good fight. I don't even think I gave you the lines. Jesus Christ, Brian. Minus 150 for Billy Quarantillo, plus 120 for Spike Carlo, who's my underdog lock. I've already said who I was a to pick, but I do like Billy Q at that line as well. Um, this is one of those things where I don't love a ton of underdogs here. I do think Spike Carlisle does have crazy power. This is at a catch weight of 150 because I don't think uh, Spike could get down to 145 in time because he is kind of a thick guy, both taking this fight on uh, a later notice. But I think Billy Q's been training with Favola for like months. I think Billy Q will be in the better shape. But can Spike catch him, right? He's got that crazy power. He's got good wrestling. Um, This fight could play out on the feet, and and it's only going to take a matter of time before before Spike lands a a good shot. I don't think his striking is super clean. I don't think it's world-class. But he does have that power and he has that. If, if he has a full training camp, I don't know how long he's been training for, but if he has a camp, he has that pressure as well. This could be a really, really good fight. I love this fight. This is good matchmaking right here. I'm going to rock with Spike there. You got to take some shots. You got to take some underdog shots. This is going be an underdog lock. I will definitely bet this fight. Um, I don't know what the prop is. I want to say this fight's going to go to decision. I know a lot of people want to say that Spike can finish it. So I think going to decision might, you know what? Fuck it. Let's look it up right now. I got it right here. I got it right here. Fuck off. I got internet. You think I don't have internet? I got it. All right. So let's see if my hunch is right. So they moved this fight up, by the way, too. This fight was supposed to be on the prelims, and they moved it up, which is uh, which is good. Okay, so Spike Carlotta by points is a plus 500. Don't hate that. Uh, will the fight go to the distance? Yes, plus 152. So fight going to the distance is a plus 152. I like that bet. Just because they're coming up. Both guys are very durable and very tough. And I, and I see that maybe possibly going to a decision. So you could double up. You could go Spike plus 120, plus 152 for it goes to decision. I don't think it, it will get a finish. But if it is, is Spike going to finish him because I do think he has some some crazy power. But I don't think it's elite, elite yet. He's only had one fight in the UFC. I think this is Vegas maybe jumping a gun on, on this guy. Finishing capabilities, but he is the underdog because Billy Q does have a little more respect. Very good fight. I could talk about this fight for 40 more minutes and just talk myself in circles, but I came to the conclusion that Spike Carlisle is going to win this fight. Luck it. Lock it in. Book it. All right. Co main event. Blagoy Ivanov, 18 and 3. What a fucking name, dude. Name a scarier name than Blagoy Ivanov. You can't. And the guy got stabbed like 800 times, so. He's a real fucking dude. He's minus 120. He's fighting Augusto Sakai, who looks like a giant Ray Borg, um, who's 14-1-1. See, this is why I need to be on video, because I would have fucking, as I'm talking about it, I would have put a picture of Ray Borg and Sakai when you're watching, you're going to be like, man, they fucking do look alike. Now, if you're listening, you're going to have to go look it up and be like, yeah, they do look alike. 14-1, minus 110, pick them fight here. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Listen, Sakai, so I thought is a very uh talented Brazilian heavyweight. He's like the next guy at Brazilian heavyweight. A lot of people love this kid. Um I haven't been overly impressed with him. He is coming off a knockout win over Marcin Tibora, which was kind of impressive but Tibora's kind of trash. Um and then you got the Andre Lasky win, which I don't know if he necessarily won that. We'll Globo even off, has been on the wrong side of a lot of decisions. This motherfucker I believe used to, I mean, he's trained everywhere, but he's like Francis Ngannou's training partner right now, his main sparring partner, which, A, could really ruin you because your chin could be gone because Blagoje's got a fucking chin. But this dude's so tough and so durable. I got to imagine he could be in the best shape of his life for this fight, training with Francis, who's been in camp for like six months, apparently. So I'm going to rock with Blagoje. I like Blagoje in this fight. I think he's going to push the pace. I think he could easily win. In this, not easily win the decision, but I think he could win the decision. Sakai... Has the more, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Has the more upside, has the more talent, has the better record. But I have a strict rule not to bet against a guy named Blagoy. Okay. That's one of my rules I live by. Sorry. This is going to be a little bit of a risky business bet. I won't play the jingle again. Okay. Cause I don't want you dancing in your cars or at work or whatever. But yeah. So main event time. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you simmer on this while I take a drink. Cause my mouth is drier than the fucking desert. Okay. Tyron Woodley minus. 185 favorite. He's 194 and one. He's fighting Gilbert Burns, who is 18-3 at a plus 150. All right. I don't know why my was my mouth was a fucking Sierra Desert there. Excuse me for a second. <coughs> all right, main event time. Let's go. All right, so this is another really hard fight for me to pick because I've been all over the map on this fight. Tim Mitchell, friend of the program, does the them has done the pickum with me before. He got smoked though beat his brains in um he loves time in this fight he we, we have a group text and he is more confident than ever in town woody and i respect his, his 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 handicapping abilities i really do he's got a good eye on things sometimes he sees things seems different than me which is good because you need you need someone that, you need a set of eyes everywhere when this first guy first announced i actually tweet, tweeted at him and said gilbert burns gonna win this fight i'll bet you i don't know what i said Initially, I thought Gilbert Burns was going to win this fight. Right? I went back and rewatched Gilbert Burns footage. He's looked pretty good against really good, stylistically a match, good matchups for him. I don't know if I said that right. Was that even you know? Was that even sentences? I don't know what I just did. But Damian Maya, okay, good win. But again, this is you know, this is a guy that, uh, yeah, you should beat right, Damian Maya. And then he's got a shit ton of grappling match. Jesus. Right, Um, And then Gunnar Nelson, another big win. And Alexey Kachenko, which in my opinion is his biggest win. Mike Davis at 155 on short notice. That was a good win. And then his last loss was the Dan Hooker by knockout at 155. Going up to 170 has really changed this guy's trajectory. Right? Was his chin bags, I've seen him get hurt before. Obviously, he's been knocked out. Was his chin bag because of the weight cut? Has he evolved that much? I know he wants to fight all the fucking time. I just looked at his record. He has about 30 grappling fights in the past couple years. Tyler Woodley... On the opposite side, former champion, he doesn't want to fight all that much. He's 38 now. He's very bitter that he lost his title. He still wants a rematch with Kamar Uzman, which I don't know. I mean, I guess I get it. You were a champion that long. You probably, if you lose it, you had a bad night. You possibly want to deserve a, a, a rematch. I guess a lot of people have earned it uh, or have earned it, whatever. Kamar is already defending against Colby I, Tyron. Supposed to fight Leon Edwards and then maybe Colby. He's very hungry for this fight. He's very motivated. His interviews are going really well. He's done interviews with Ariel, Brad Okamoto, ESPN MMA. And uh, he's 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 uh, very fiery. He's fired up for this fight. The misconception of Tyron Woodley is that he's a good striker. He is not a good striker. He's not an elite striker. He has a right hand. Okay boxing. Really good defense. His fast twist muscles are really, really good. He doesn't get hit a clean a whole bunch. His wrestling's elite. His positioning's elite. He throws maybe ten punches around, and he somehow wins that round. But he's got that right fucking hand that will set you out. It will fucking put you to sleep so quickly, and it's very powerful and it's very quick. So he's got that one hitter quitter. Gilbert Burns is showing some some hands, and he showed it in his his earlier fights. He knocked out Damian Maya. His bread and butter is the ground game, though. He's a very good grappler. He's been grappling. Again, he just had 30 grappling matches. I don't know if that's true. but I, I didn't count. But the guy's a world-class grappler. Tyron Willie probably does not want this to go to the ground. Gilbert Burns cannot take Tyron Willie to the ground. Tyron Willie could take Gilbert Burns to the ground anytime he wants. Tyron Willie is a black belt. He is good on top. He doesn't really go for submissions unless it's against a guy like Darren Till. Um You just kind of gave up, Daniel. I love you. Um, But Tyler Woodley, again, position over submission. Um, Gilbert Burns is a a wild man in there. He'll go in and he'll he'll go for the kill. The question was, can the Gilbert Burns stand up with Tyler Woodley, right? Is his stand-ups good enough? Even though I just shredded Tyler Woodley's stand-up saying he's not a good stand-up fighter, I think he does some things right. So I'm going to pick Tyler Woodley at a minus 185. I hate that I'm picking Tyler Woodley. I don't love Tyler Woodley. Um, he's a crybaby. He's all these things I don't want a champion to be. He's also 38. He's at the end of his rope. He's a rapper. He's doing shit for TMZ. He's gonna move to LA when this is all said and done. Um, I I don't think he's overly impressive as a fighter, in my opinion. But with all that being said, I I I just the matchup I think really favors town. Willie. I want Gilbert Burns to win more than anything. But I'm going to pick Time Willian. Hopefully, maybe I'll put this on video because my video picks are fucking cursed. Maybe I'll put this main event in a video, put it on Instagram or, or YouTube because, <laughs> because I'm a fucking curse. All right, so that's it. That is May 30th, UFC Apex. It's going to be a good card. We are off and rolling, boys. After this, I think there's a fight every weekend in June. I think we have July 4th off that week. July 4th, I think it's on a Saturday, so they wouldn't put a pay-per-view there. And then we're off and rolling in July. Like We're going to be slammed back-to-back with MMAs. Let's just pray everybody stays healthy. Let's just pray everyone goes out with a hitch. No one has coronavirus. We get through this. They're in Vegas again. I know uh, Vegas is a little more stricter than Florida right now. They're doing the throat swabs. Everyone's getting quarantined. yada, Yada yada. We need this fight card. So hopefully I'm going to win you some money. I definitely know I'm going to win some money. I've been on a hot streak lately, and I'm going to continue that. Uh, this weekend. All right, so that's it. We're going to have a recap show with Tim and Devin on Monday. Then Devin and I will have the pickups for your USC 250 later next week. All righty, I'll see ya. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. And get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! Back. Come, on. Come, on. Come, on. come on Escort this gentleman to the door Do you see that shit? That yeah. good He's real good. The name is Dollar.